So I decided to press record this time. When we recorded a show with Ryan, that last episode, we spent the first 15 minutes talking without having hit record, which was uh, (laughs) embarrassing and painful, especially with such a prestigious guest. But luckily, I I had a backup. Which I was going to mock you for because, well, not mock you, but like poke fun at you. Like, Luke, why would you do a backup? Like, we've got all this stuff worked out. Well, it doesn't really work if you don't press record. So I was grateful that you had a backup ready to go. So I've been really impressed lately with just the quality of reporting on the tavern. Oh, yeah. I like it's, uh, I've just, uh, I found, I found myself, not that I didn't in the past. But I've just found myself lately just like kind of looking forward more to the pieces and my expectations are going up of like, wow, this is going to be, this piece is going to like, it's, it's, I guess it's journalism is kind of what it is. It's really good. And and it's reflective of where WordPress is at as a product. It deserves really good journalism. Did you reach out to Sarah or Justin? Like I suggested, I'd love to have them on as a guest. No, nope, We'll get to that eventually. I love what Do they're doing though. Week. And <laughs> Can't be rushed on these kind of things. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, no, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Very high quality work. Very impressive. Well done. Yeah, and so we're going to talk a little bit about Astra and guidelines, et cetera, today. It was really helpful for me, on top of just what generally happened last week, to be able to go and read the recap piece with the quotes, sort of mm-hmm. caught up to date. And I don't know. So, kudos to to them. And if you guys aren't folks aren't already following the tavern and you're interested in what's kind of going on in the space that to me right now, it's the best source that I know of for, for what they're doing. So it's been great to see that evolving. So Astra had a thing where they were pulled, like suspended, delisted. It's a, it seems like a mix of different things that happened recently. I think it's where it's less interesting to talk about the specifics of that and more interesting to talk about the broader, ramifications maybe we should rename our podcast to not the specifics we never seem to get into it but i think it's important just uh to start off with you know maybe we could do it uh 30 seconds or so on what's happened for those people who might not know which is that there was a theme and in fact one of the most popular themes in wordpress so popular that it was listed on the popular themes page and it wasn't even an automatic theme and it still got on the popular themes page and i know i think it had passed over a million installs and yeah uh the wordpress theme review team discovered that they were violating a guideline uh, the guideline in question was one about uh, affiliate links although whether they were actually violating that is somewhat questionable, but let's go with it. And in response, they delisted the theme from the plugin directory. And initially there was this, and of course, in that sense, delisted, it was like, you can't get it. You can't get updates, nothing. Right. Uh, Well, that was what happened initially, right? And it was going to be for a period of five weeks. So for one of the most popular themes, updates, like if there's something that happened, like it wouldn't have gone out, which they ended up changing tack to, and the delisting ended up being this, you're no longer in the popular list, which does have real ramifications. Absolutely. Business ramifications are massive here. And if nothing else, like I recall being at a meetup last week where 
Like there is a, a reputation piece to this, like a, kind of a tarnishing people who don't look into the details. Like, oh, did you hear about Astra? Yeah, that was your initial prompt. Like, hey, Jonathan, there's that theme you don't that you that you like a lot. Look what happened. Whenever I stand up to give a WordPress talk at a at a WordCamp meetup or uh, at a Word WordPress meetup or a WordCamp, I always look for a way of working in an Envato reference into my talk. <laughs> because years and years ago, something similar happened with Envato and they had a massive reputational hit where Matt, do you remember the specifics? Basically, Matt had something, um, you know. About the license, the GPL stuff? Like, that's right. And GPL was optional for uh, Envato properties. Envato argued that they're just the marketplace. They're not the theme uh, authors themselves. And uh, it turned out that to this day, Envato are not allowed to uh, sponsor a WordPress meetup or a WordCamp, which I think mm. is totally unfair. But, uh, you know, and, and that has had a real business impact. You know, one of the best ways of advertising in WordPress, one of the best ways of showing the community that you care is with meetups and WordCamps. So it has had a yeah. big impact for them. And uh, and so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that rulings like this uh, aren't just some you know, thing to be, oh, well, it's a free anyway or whatever. These are people's livelihoods. So it's a big so, deal. Well, not talk, saying it shouldn't have happened, I talk, but it's a big deal. I want to touch on the enforcing part a little bit here. One of the things that I think it's, we can talk about whether something kind of should or shouldn't have happened. Uh, I just wanted to give credit though to the team, which is a volunteer team for like having rules and enforcing them. Yeah. Even if it's something I disagree with, right? Even if it needs to sort of be redone, it's a difficult job. One of the things I appreciated at the end there was the recognition, like because the stakes are high, uh, that they have this thing now where they have a, a, a somewhat anonymous account, which has pros and cons, right? But it, it's important to protect the people doing this work because as the stakes increase, the pressure on those individuals is only going to increase further. Mm-hmm. So, and at some point, you do have to have examples, right? Like whether and I, I read this situation as pretty like anticlimactic. It was brought to their attention. They made a decision. Uh, some people in the comments are calling out like, oh, they're being treated like better or worse. Like they're making both, both cases. And for me, it's, well, they're just doing the job that needs to get done. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think they're doing a great job. I wish they would spend a little bit more time and attention on some of the really obvious plugins that are and themes that are out there that are violating if not the the letter of the guidelines which poorly named by the way it's a misnomer they're not guidelines they're laws they're rules uh and and well i mean like this affiliate thing do you know the first thing that i thought of when i heard they've been dinged for affiliate links you tell me what the mm, first what, thing i thought of was i bet you can guess go on <laughs> What was the first thing? No, you tell me. You. Come on, come on, have a guess. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an automatic property. Yeah, a bit, bit even closer to home than that, Jonathan. When was the last time you installed WooCommerce? Uh, last week or the week before, I think. Yeah, and did you go through the setup wizard? I did, and it recommends um, a number of different things. We have a diff- couple of different partners that get recommended yeah. that you install them as part of that flow. So it it really bothers me that even though this 
set up. It may not have like specifically affiliate links. Sure. In effect, they are affiliate links. It's just a technical workaround, you know, and that bothers me a lot that uh, it's, and it's the hay. Uh, it's really hard not to draw comparisons here with Apple and Hay, where it's kind of like, oh, I, I guess we are breaking the rules, but but there's so, we're doing it the way everybody else does it. So this reminds me of we we had a discussion not too long ago. So so there's the discussion of rules and whether they're being enforced fairly or not, and and how that happens, right? And there's also this discussion of like, are they the right rules? And we were talking recently about the the app store, uh, well, the the block directory rather, right? And and this idea of should you allow commercial or non-commercial within the directory? And the rules right now are clearly like it just has to be non-commercial. You can't have upsells. You can't promote anything unless it's changed since we talked about it last. I don't think it has. I don't think. And so. part of the question for me is. Like, how do you go, like, are we addressing the actual problem? Are we addressing like the actual issue here? Because there, there's a case where taking the WooCommerce example, you, you're pointing out what to you, I'm hearing you expresses some hypocrisy there of, yeah, yeah we're not yep. breaking yep. the letter of the rule, but we're honoring, but, but like, there's a spirit here that's being uh, presumably violated because of what's being enforced on Astra. Right? And, and in Astra's case, they were violating the letter, but they weren't really violating the spirit. Yes. The spirit, of course, is something that's unspoken. Mm. And I think that to me is part of the bigger problem here is that we're, we're focusing on the letter, which is no affiliate links, when the spirit is this question of what are the appropriate ways for a plugin to commercialize, to make money, or for a theme, like for a business in WordPress, what's appropriate? Because what happens in WooCommerce, uh, just going off of what's public to infer, there, you know, there are there are things recommended, and you can infer that there are behind the scenes deals that influence how compensation happens for those recommendations, right? Without going into like that's yeah. that just sort of makes sense. Like of some plugins, that's and, and that's that's what others would could make sense to do. In this case, Astra got in trouble because they took a more basic relationship, which was to just include an affiliate link and a perfectly appropriate one in my mind as long as it's appropriately disclosed, but it broke a rule. So yeah, I think to me, this on the one hand, you could, and I've seen people do this. You could take this position of, well, we just need to crack down even harder. There should be nothing commercial here, not even a hint of it. Let's get kind of rid of all of this. And then I wonder like, where does that take us? What, what are the ramifications of that? Yeah, I'd prefer to not do that, to think outside of the box, to understand, well, our goal here is to make a plugin directory that is completely open source, that is accessible, and that you're not running into these horrible situations where you searching you search for something and you get it and then you can't it's not really usable because you have to pay for it and it is really nice. I think we take it for granted that it is really nice that we can just install a plug and activate it and expect that it works, right? Mm-hmm. Without having to pay for anything. That is a that is a really a quality of life thing. Uh, but at the same time, it stifles a bit of innovation because companies have to think about well, what if I violate this guideline? What if I violate that one? I've been thinking a lot about that as I've been working on a, a product internally at WP Engine, and 
constantly coming up is, oh, can we do that? It violates the guidelines. So, you know, there's, mm. there's a sort of healthy push and pull. Uh, and I think that we could probably have the best of both worlds if we thought carefully about it. This is something we've been you know, talking about since the start, Jonathan. <laughs> you know, like tags on the App Store for free versus paid and filters yes. and things like this. <laughs> Speaking of the App Store, I think there's also a lot to learn from some of the current uh, current like high-stakes drama being played out. But without getting further into that, unless we want to, the thing that jumps to mind for me is how much how valuable it would be to have I guess like these these guidelines, if you will, these principles, this sort of this conscious acknowledgement of it's okay and even good to make money in WordPress in the plugin directory and themes. And here's here are the principles for doing so and sort of revisit the practice based on that being more clearly spelled out. Cause I f- it feels to me, I don't know if others feel the same way, but it's almost like a dirty thing that people make money in WordPress that mm. if some would have it their way in the sort of this purest sense, there would be no money. It would just all be out of the goodness of contributors hearts, which I think conflates yeah, not the issue. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Like money. Yeah, money. So what we what we need is tags on the plugin directory. I think you know this is this is freemium. This contains ads. I don't know. We can we can figure out what those ads should be. That would be an interesting blog yep. post. We need uh, better guidelines around what the spirit of the law is, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, with the block directory, that was my that was my feedback when they had a request for feedback yes. on GitHub. It was, yes. well, what is the reason we can't have freemium? Let's talk about that more uh, in inside of the guidelines, so people get it, people get the point of it. Uh, and I think you know, with those two things sort of put together, people can make more educated decisions about what they install. Yeah, that, they, I feel like that's what's missing right now is at the heart of it for me, there are fantastic plugins out there that WordPress folks don't know exist unless someone tells them they exist because they're just not there at all. While and, we're at it, you know what else we could yeah. do? We could we could stop having preferential treatment. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not kidding. Like the the popular plugins, what makes them popular? You know, um, well, that's good. What about the featured plugins? What makes them featured? I would love to have that be a transparent thing. I don't. I can't think there's a there's not a good reason in my mind with an open source that we can't have the ranking, the algorithm, if you will, public, and it be clear what it takes to be at the top. Yeah, it seems unfair that the the business with the featured plugins uh, has the most influence over the project and also the most influence about which themes can exist and which can't. 